Hey, everybody, this is Alex Youngblood here with Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. I've got Joe McCall here with me. Yo, and we are, yo you just yoed right in there. <laughs> <laughs> and we're super excited today. We've got a great call. We have Jake Duvall on the phone with us. We're going to be talking to him in a little bit, um, not to be confused with Robert Duvall, but uh, we, we've got him on the line. We're ex uh, excited about talking to him and seeing what's going on in his business. And frankly, that's pretty much what this podcast is all about, talking about real deal business. It's about talking about making money, not thinking about making money, not uh, reading about making money, but actually going out there and making things happen, not relying on anybody else, but taking the information, putting it into use and um, and implementing it. You know, there's the speed of implementation um, and that's great, but I like the speed of profit better. And I think I just came <laughs> up with that. <laughs> that was that was good. That was good, Alex. Oh, I appreciate that. I yeah. appreciate that. But I also want to remind everybody to go out to realestateinvestingmastery.com. Go ahead and get your fast cash survival kit. This was something we made uh, a year ago or maybe a year and a half ago, but the principles are still true. They are methods that you can take and implement. I'm using the exact same things I do in there as far as uh, setting up processes like using VAs to um, make some offers for you as well as finding leads. And Joe has got a spectacular spreadsheet in there, which <laughs> talks about how much you want to make how much postcards you want to send and pretty much just lays it all out for you. So that's a great thing in there that Joe's got. Joe is the spreadsheet king. I don't know if I've seen it. I, I mean, this guy makes spreadsheets in front of my face in <laughs> in minutes. So I'm just like, wow, I'm sit back and be amazed. So go out there, check it out. You can be amazed too by going ahead to realestateinvestingmastery.com, opting in, getting that fast cash survival kit. And we're looking forward to the call today. How are you doing, Joe? Thanks, Alex. That's awesome. I'm doing really good. I'm excited about this interview. His name is Jake Duvall. I would rather talk to Jake actually than the Robert because you don't uh, want to talk to Robert Duvall. No, man. I mean, Jake's doing deals. He's making money, crushing it over there in California. So yeah, I'd rather talk to oh, him. He's in Cali. I didn't know he was out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Probably just right. probably just a stone's throw from where Robert lives, wherever he lives. Absolutely. He could throw a stone and maybe he would break his window, but I don't know. <laughs> Man, um, how you doing, Alex? It's been a while. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I got a lot of things going on, a lot of craziness going on, um, good deals going on, trying to find some more deals, implement more processes, and just keep things, keep things going, keep things running. And the big thing um, on my brain today, and, and it's because of something that I'm, that I'm learning, um, from one of the um, rehabs that we're doing is, you know, you really can't depend necessarily on other people. I know that sounds bad, but you can't wait for somebody to accomplish something. You have to make it happen. I don't know if that sounds like a uh -huh. micromanagement type of thing, but I mean, when, when you're dealing with rehabs and dealing with this and this person says, oh, I'll be able to get to it next week and maybe they don't get to it next week and now you're back another week and all you need to do is have that happen four times, a week delay, four times, and boom, there goes a month of nothing happening. And if you really understand the way this business works, not only do you lose interest, money and interest, 
But if you take a week of nothing happening and multiply that times 30, well, that's a lot of time where you could make money and that's just an empty void. And that just drives me bananas. I don't know about you. Well, that's especially true when you're rehabbing houses. When I, in my um, pre-freedom days, when I had a job, <laughs> um, I was in construction and I managed projects, you know, big 10, 20, 50 million dollar projects. Uh, we would build swimming pools, aquatic centers, office buildings, hospitals, whatever. Big, big projects. And that was more true even then, just because you have to be proactive. You have to be pushing everybody to your schedule, to your deadlines, and make sure because if you just trust them to do it, they're going to. It's, sometimes it's the squeaky wheel gets the. I was uh, going to say that exact phrase. Yes. And you've got, and you know, it's funny. We were a general contractor and a construction manager. And you know who were the subcontractors that we paid first? Uh, the ones who kept on calling me incessantly. <laughs> and and they were always saying, hey, um, I just sent you an invoice. Did you get it? Did you get it? Can I, when can I get paid? When can I get paid? And these guys were on the ball because they had suppliers that they had to pay. But they were always the ones I paid first. And, I'll uh, tell you though, I, I I'm not a fan of the contractors. Like as soon as they're done, as soon as that last drill spin happens, they're like, "Pay me! I need my money right now!" <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, they're running. They're like, "Where can I meet you? Where can I meet you?" <laughs> but you, in this business, you can't be reactive. You've got no. to be proactive. You got to be ahead of the curve. And, and I know this. Every rehab I've done has failed miserably, and I've done two of them. <laughs> but I've done some big million-dollar projects in the construction area, and, and we've made lots of money on those. Um, but it's a different game. You're, you're absolutely right, and you've got to you got to stay ahead of those guys. But that goes with anything. I mean, whether you're doing rehabs, wholesaling, marketing, whatever it is, you know, if, if you're trying to set up a marketing campaign and you're waiting on somebody to do something for you, you could just be waiting for a mm -hmm. week, two weeks, three weeks. And in the course of life, in the course of anything, everything costs – money. Now, it, I'm not talking about, you know, the fact that you waited is not necessarily going to say, you know, tangible dollar signs, but the fact that you did that, you financed that with your time. And when you finance with their, your time, it all depends on how much your time is worth to you. And when you have blank space of nothing going on, realize that's money going out the window. So get your butt moving. <laughs> that's well said. And that's even true when you're wholesaling deals, right? Because you get that property under contract. Stop sitting around just figuring out what you're going to do next. You got to start advertising. You got to start making phone calls. Get some bandit signs out there. Stick it on Craigslist. Every day that you wait is a day, is a day that you could lose that deal. Absolutely. But uh, absolutely. So you got some rehabs going on, and and are you still wholesaling? You're talking about our. Oh, uh, absolutely. You're, you're talking about our our fast cash survival kit and. Um, you made a comment in there that even though it was a long time ago, I mean, you're still sending those postcards, right? And uh, they they yeah. don't they don't still work, do they? Oh no, not especially not in my market. So if anybody's listening, you're just wasting your money. Don't worry about it. Right. Stay away. From <laughs> I'm giving you a warning that you will lose money if you spend if you if you mail postcards in an organized fashion. It just doesn't work. Okay, gotcha. You know, speaking of postcards, um, I might have talked about this before, but um, I got a deal under contract from a postcard that the lady had kept for a year, and uh, she called me up, got it under contract for twenty two five, and we had a buyer for twenty seven. 
but he fell through at the last minute. Oh, you were yeah. so sad, and you threw your hands up in the air, and you said, this does not work. Yeah, and I That's quit. That's what happened. I quit, and I went back to my job. Wow. And you're back again. So Yeah, and then I quit my job again, and now I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got another buyer, and uh, he said, um, and this is the importance of having a good cash buyers list, right? Because we, um, we just called him up and said, hey, can we meet you at this house? And he said, yeah, sure. So we met him at the house, and we just asked him, what's the most you would be willing to pay for this? And he said, 24. So we said, all right. So we went back to the seller. Remember, we had it under contract for twenty-two-five, and, and we got her down to 22 or 20. We got her down to 20. So now we are just assigning our contract, and he can close in a week for 24. So we're going to make a small little $4,000 assignment fee. But uh, that's I was 4,000 more than you had yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great. It's easy. And, and if I, you did that 12 times, that'd be $50,000. So don't sweat the small deals. Right. And you know what, Alex? I'd never seen the house. I've talked to the seller uh, twice. I've never seen the house. I never showed it to any of our buyers. I had my acquisition manager take care of all of that. And uh, one of the things we're going to be talking about with Jake that I'm, that I'm so excited about and the reason why I asked him to be here is because uh, he's doing the similar, something very, very similar in his market where he's at. Um, and he's just partnering with guys. And uh, he understands that his time is better spent marketing and talking to sellers. And uh, so he outsources a ton of stuff, which I'm excited to talk to him about. But um, so, again, guys, go to realestateinvestingmastery.com to get that fast cash survival kit. Yeah, my spreadsheet is pretty cool, if you were to ask me. But there's a lot more in that than just spreadsheets. We talk about how we find and hire and train our virtual assistants, how we do deals. I give you a quick cash course on how to wholesale lease options. Um, and I want to uh, read a couple reviews. We got some really nice reviews from folks in iTunes. Um, one, uh, what, what, what is this? Oh, look it. It says... I like my podcast by Joe McCall review in iTunes. What a great podcast! <laughs> what? I, I left. I left. I left my own review in iTunes. Oh, that I, was good. Well, I didn't think I, <laughs> I. I didn't think iTunes would let me leave a review for my own podcast, but it did. So I, I gave us a a five star review in iTunes, and it's still there. Dude, that was swell of you. Wasn't that nice? <laughs> so everybody probably thinks we're really complete idiots now because we're do we we're, do we have some new reviews from people? Yes, we have a real one. Okay, we have a real one here from Brian Elwood. He says, "Thank you guys so much for everything you put into the podcast. I appreciate your giving spirit. You guys are down to earth, honest mentors for this business. I just listened to episode sixteen with Chris Chico, the man." And I feel as if I could spend months reviewing the information and recommendations found in that one podcast alone. I look up to you guys and can't wait to have you on my podcast one day in the future when I get one. Keep it up. Thank you very much, Brian. That's awesome. We have one more here from Catherine, SP1. Earth-shaking podcast. I've listened to all the real estate investing podcasts. There are several very good ones, but this one is the best. I'm not sure which one that is. Um, she says, Joe and Alex have a wonderful array of guests, including the top names in the business. These guys are for real. There is a true abundance mindset. They give away lots of good free information. I'm confident that as I continue to listen to these podcasts, my real estate business will succeed and thrive. Best of luck to Joe, Alex, and all the other podcast guests and listeners. Kevin says, great job. 
Great job, guys. Thank you for all the valuable information. Um, somebody else read O5GT. Uh, says that he he really likes the uh, one that we did with Brian Haskins. Thanks for providing. That was a good one. That was, yeah. In fact, um, I was just talking to Brian uh, this morning. He's uh, he's really doing well, and um, it's good to talk to him. One more thing before we get to Jake, and, and Jake, I know I'm sorry for making you wait so long for this, but uh, we just did our Control Without Ownership Summit, Alex, in San Diego. And Jake, why weren't you there? But don't answer that yet. You can answer that once we once we start interviewing. <laughs> we're just like teasing him. Yeah. Jake, are you there? No, no, wait. We're going to keep talking. <laughs> but it was, Alex, it was so awesome, man. And uh, Alex could not make it. He had a family commitment, and uh, we'll give him grace for that. But oh, I appreciate that. I really do. <laughs> but you, you are going to be at the next one, man. I don't care if I have to drag you. If I have wow. To, if I have to fly to Virginia Beach, get you, and then fly you to San Diego, um, it was it was really really good. Todd and I um, decided to do this event, and we only promoted it. I mean, just typical of 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 us. Uh, we we like didn't even start promoting it until a month before the event, and uh, we still had eighty five people there. The place was packed, and it was just awesome. And I I'm, I'm not kidding, Alex. I'd never been to an investors boot camp before with the quality of and caliber of investors of, of that were there. There were a great mix of beginners and experienced investors, guys that have flipped over 100 deals, guys that are doing real estate full-time. And it was just great networking with these guys and learning things. I mean, I learned a lot. We, we taught the whole two days. But uh, just want to let everybody know that we are going to be announcing the next one soon. Don't know when yet, but uh, Alex will be there hopefully. Um, oh, Joe, I just checked my schedule. I don't think I'm available. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I haven't said when it was, <laughs> but anyway, um, we had Sean Terry there. He was uh, very inspirational, and I hate to say it, he was a better speaker than I was or Todd was combined. Um, wow, he was really, really good. Um, and we also had Michael Quarles there talked about direct mail postcards. Nice. So the whole theme of the event was control without ownership. And um, it was very good and high quality. We didn't pitch a thing. Um, and it was just really, really good. We got great feedback from everybody. And uh, I'm expecting to have double the amount of people there next year. So just keep your eyes and ears open. We're going to be promoting that soon, hopefully before four weeks before the event. But um, anyway, um, I also wanted to mention real quick our Facebook pages. Uh, Alex, you have a great Facebook page wholesaling houses full time it's a group page you have to you like that huh yeah it's a good it's a good page i go there and uh once in a while not every day but um i go through phases you know where i'm i'm on facebook a lot and then then i'm not but um if you guys go to facebook and just do a search for wholesaling houses full time it's a it's a it's a open group but you still have to request to join or something like that right alex you must request Okay. And you must be a real person, not a spammer. Right. And you must give good content. I actually have weekly audits and will cut people just like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the best group out there for wholesaling and uh, that does not have spam. It's very, very active. I also have one on wholesaling lease options. If you just go to Facebook and do a search for wholesaling lease options, you'll see my group. My group's about five times as big as Alex's. Just kidding. 
<laughs> it's about it's about we're like at 3700 members now i think wholesaling houses i think full-time. I, I think i have 700 oh hey yeah it's that's, close. that's not bad but um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway uh so check both of them out they're really really good um i have one more announcement to make sometime within the next one to four weeks i'm going to be uh launching a new product of my own um, and it's going to be like a I'm not sure what to call it yet, but it's going to be like a 30 day challenge type of a thing where I'm going to pick a new market probably somewhere um, in California don't know for sure yet but I'm going to be picking a new market and I'm going to start wholesaling deals in that market and I'm going to be doing daily webinars where people can if they're a member can log in and watch me live as I start from scratch and create my postcards, create my marketing campaigns, create my websites, start talking to sellers, doing all of the different types of marketing that I'm doing, going to be doing. And I just wanted to, I'm at this point now in my, my business where I want to do more deals. And I had a student recently that was calling and complaining that this wholesaling lease options does not work in his market. Even though I gave him names and phone numbers of guys who were wholesaling deals in his market. He still didn't believe me. And uh, so I got kind of upset in a good way. And I thought, man, you know what? I want, I want to start doing more deals. I want to start doing deals virtually in a new market. And uh, why don't I pick this market to prove this guy wrong? And, uh, and then any other call I get in the future when someone complains that you can't wholesale deals or you can't flip lease options or this doesn't work, you can't do it virtually, I can send them a link to this new uh, product to show them how it does work, and I've actually done it live. Um, so anyway, keep an eye out for that. <clears throat> I'm going to be sending emails out about it, and it's going to be live. So if you're a member, you can join in every day and watch me do it, do my stuff. I'm not going to be holding anything back, and I'm going to be calling and calling sellers live and doing my marketing campaigns and, and calling my buyers and doing actually some of the stuff that we are going to be talking about with Jake today if we ever get to him. This is like the longest intro ever of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is he even still there? Jake, Jake, are you still there, man? I'm with you guys. Oh, there he is. All right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I We told Jake that it would be just a few minutes. How long has it been now? It's been like 20 Nice. I had enough time to, to make lunch. I made dinner. I mean, we're good to go now. <laughs> so I'm sorry, man. Um, it's actually it's been about 18 minutes. I'm looking at my clock here. <laughs> but, um, so, Jake, I, I'm excited about this. Let's just dive in. Welcome to the podcast. How are you, man? I'm great, guys. How are you? <laughs> good. Um, so... You, uh, Jake, I've known you for a couple years now. We've just talked and emailed back and forth on Facebook and stuff. And yeah. um, why don't you talk about uh, what were you doing pre-real estate days? Pre-real estate days, I was a uh, service manager for an auto shop. Uh-huh. Had a 45-minute commute each way. It, it was horrible. Um, Auto mechanics and uh, anybody in the auto business is so underpaid, it's crazy. Like, you have to buy thousands of dollars in tools just to get into it. I've got like $50,000 in tools sitting in my garage, okay? Wow, um, okay. It's, it's crazy. Um, so pretty quickly, I realized, okay, this is not what I want to do. <laughs> um, so I, I went and got my real estate license thinking, okay, I'm going to do something else here. I'm going to kind of take control. 
I got what my year? license. Yeah, that what was, year uh, was this? in the worst year possible, 2006. <laughs> okay. All right. um, so obviously, you know, that I did, you know, okay deal here and there, and it just wasn't panning out very well. So I kind of started to look for, you know, other things to do, other ways to make money, you know, real estate related, obviously. And, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody's been there watching the, the late night infomercials, and uh, John Burley popped up on my, my TV. Um, some quick start lease option program he was selling. Um, and I bought it. I, actually, I'm looking at it right now. It's still on my shelf. VHS version, guys. Wow. Um, and I've not heard of that name before. <laughs> John Burley? You're kidding, right? No, I've never heard of that name. Yeah, he's like one of the big guys in Arizona. But anyway, um, so yeah, I started with that and just kind of got you know sort of interested. But you know, it's kind of one of those uh, like any other infomercial late night deal. You know, they they give you just enough information to to get your your beak wet, you know, but not quite enough to actually do a deal because <laughs> you right. don't have contract, you don't have any of that stuff. So then I started researching some more, and uh, you know, somehow I came across Todd Toback, and you know, took his course and. Uh, you know, we uh, we did some stuff in San Jose when I was uh, kind of working with him, but that market uh, it just it was tough, you know, because I was working you know sixty hours a week plus I had that hour commute going home. That was just a nightmare. And my wife, uh, you know, I've been putting her through school for the past ten years, so I was kind of the the breadwinner, if you, if you will. Um, and uh, you know, when you're trying to support your your household and pay your bills, you don't really have a lot of money left over for marketing and and whatnot. So. Not what to say that you need. What are you putting your need... wife to school for? Uh, actually, she's a clinical laboratory scientist. Um, don't ask me wow. what she does. <laughs> uh, she analyzes like DNA and and wow. all kinds of other stuff that I won't bore you with. Uh, but... So, so you married up? <laughs> I did. You know, that's my theory now. Um, marry smarter. <laughs> yeah, good. For you know. You, man. Um, I, yeah, I know I did. I'm yeah, sure. you got to marry up, guys. <laughs> if that's any advice I can give anybody. <laughs> but so yeah, she actually just started her new job uh, four weeks ago. She's been in a year-long internship now here in uh, Fresno at the biggest hospital in Fresno, and she so, loves the job. She's loving it. And it, it, it you, you know, were you skipped a few steps there. Sure. So yeah, so we were doing uh, some stuff in San Jose, and it just I was just finding you know it. It just wasn't working for me, so I go. You know what? I got to get out of the Bay Area for one, because housing prices up there it was it was crazy. You know, half a million dollars, um, and average rents are about twenty two hundred bucks a month. So well, I just, are you are you still working your your um, your job? No, I'm not. No, no, no. So okay. basically, fast forward a little bit there. Um, Megan got this this job internship down in Fresno, and we decided, okay, we're going to move down to Fresno. So she moved down here, and I was actually still up there, and that's when I started kind of doing deals remotely. Um, basically, what I did is I uh, I would come down here and visit my wife on the weekends, oddly enough, uh, for a couple months, and I started calling all the We Buy Houses signs in the area, all of them. I just called everyone. I think I probably called 15 or so, and basically, you know, I, uh, you know, obviously you'll run into some flakes there, and I did, um, but I found one or two guys in particular that I really sat down and had coffee with, and we got along. And younger guys, um, two full-time wholesalers that have been doing this for four years, you know. And uh, we started putting stuff together, and I was doing them basically remotely from the Bay Area. And, um, you know, once it started making sense for me and kind of putting it all together is when I decided, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell my boss, you know, uh, what he can do with this job, <laughs> and I'm going to move down there. So I thought you'd quit your job before then. So how long, have you, how long ago did you leave your job? I left my job. It's been about a year and 
it's been a little over a year ago now. Wow. All yeah. right, so let's get this straight. Mm-hmm. You were, you were, you'd learned some stuff about lease options, right? From from Todd and, and mm-hmm. so, what was your main focus while you were living in San Jose and you were trying to do deals in San Jose? Lease options. Lease options. Yeah. So what's the what's the median home price in San Jose? About five fifty. Five hundred and fifty thousand. That's so. You have a lot of homes above that, and very few homes below that. I'm going to guess. Yep, you're right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And which presents a lot of challenges, I would assume. Now we got a lot of listeners from California, Jake, and yeah, and you probably have heard all the complaints that this stuff doesn't work. Um, but there, there are some hurdles that you have to jump through, maybe in um, California. You can talk a little bit about. Um, some of the, the challenges of working in, like, the San Jose. Can you expand on that, Mark? Yeah, well, I mean, really, uh, it's very competitive. The The housing market up there, it's it's been fairly stable, you know, even with the market the way it's been the past few years. Um, it's still stable. It's, you know, housing prices up there, houses are selling for, you know, 90% of the list price up there. Um, so it's still very competitive even when the market was at the bottom up there. Um, and it's, you know, you've got a ton of agents up there which obviously you're competing with. And I think a lot of people just have the mindset up there, like, I'm going to sell, okay, I'm going to work with an agent. You know, um, That's not to say you can't do deals in that market, because I did quite a few up there, but just I never got to the volume I wanted to. And part of that, of course, was because I had a, a nine, you know, eight to five job. Right. What kind of marketing were you doing for homes in San Jose when you were doing that? I was really going the, the cheap to free route. I, I was all over Craigslist, you know, I was text blasting, voice blasting, all that good stuff. Um, I did some direct mail, not nearly what I'm doing now, but yeah, I was doing some direct mail. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I was doing. All right, so your wife moves down to Fresno, and um, you still have your job there in, in the Bay Area. Yep. And the the lease option things. Do you think if you would have done more direct mail in San Jose, if you would have done more deals? I think if I would have done more marketing, period, I would have done more deals, you know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it's doable. It's just, you know, there's always that happy medium of, of how many deals can you bring in per, you know, dollars spent on marketing. I mean, that being said, I, I love your spreadsheet. You know, that that's a phenomenal tool. I use oh. it still. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. But uh, so I guess the point is you can't really rely on one form of marketing, can you? No, and you've always got to be changing and evolving your marketing. You know, right now I've kind of got a system here that's working pretty well. But in the Bay Area, maybe I just didn't stick around there long enough to, to kind of get that niche under my belt. And a lot of it was just because I was kind of done with the Bay Area. I, I lived there for 25 years. I was wow. ready for a kind of a new start. So I figured, you know, my, my wife moving down here and getting this great job was just, a, just kind of a, um, a good transition to kind of start over and start fresh clean. Good, good for yeah. you. So you, um, what what kind of deals are you doing mostly now? Traditional wholesaling? Yeah, yeah, I would say mostly traditional wholesaling. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like what you did. You were in San Jose and um, you looked at Fresno. And maybe give the uh, some some statistics or numbers of, with the Fresno area. What is it? What are the homes like there, and how are they different than the Bay Area? The homes are pretty similar as far as when they were built. I mean, there's a lot more newer construction here. Um, you know, houses that were built in the in the you know in the upswing around 05, 06. But um, as far as the median home price, we're about 155. Uh, that being said, I mean, I, I think it's 
much easier to do deals when you have a lower median home price market. I don't know what you guys think about that, but um, maybe that's just my opinion. I don't know. Well, I think you might be right, especially when you're looking for cash buyers who are buying properties for cash flow. Well, yeah, investors, it's a, I mean, it's, yeah. It's respect, it, uh, It's objective to each market. Is it objective or subjective? Um, um, a subjective to each market, I would say, you know, mm-hmm. um, because investor cash investors out in uh, higher areas know they have to spend higher prices. And when you have higher prices, it's just the way it is, right? Yep, yep. So. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say it's too different. Okay. So um, you're in San Jose. How long did, were you flipping deals or doing marketing? Well, first I wanted to backtrack to what we were talking about with the different types of marketing. Uh, I think it's real important to reiterate you can't just rely on one form of marketing. Um, now, free and easy is nice, <laughs> right? Yep. But if that's all you're doing, I think you're, you're hurting yourself. Yeah, you're missing out, definitely. So what you were doing was sending a lot of text messages and voice messages and emails to Craigslist sellers and landlords, right? Asking them if they wanted to sell their house or wanted to do a lease purchase. Yep, that's correct. Yep. And uh, while that works, that just can't be the only thing you're doing. I know that from experience. You know, the interesting thing too is when I started – when I found out my wife was moving to Fresno and got this great job, I switched my marketing like immediately because I knew what I was doing wasn't working. I go, okay, I'm going to try this in Fresno because – that would make sense, right? I'm moving there. Let's switch the marketing to Fresno. So I did that, and my response rate actually went up. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Don't ask me why, but like I said, it's, it's marketing, right? <laughs> you just got to try different stuff and kind of see what works. But You are not in the real estate business. You're in the marketing business. That's right. For sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're in San Jose, and you, start, you, see, you see an opportunity in Fresno. And uh, I love how you called these these wholesalers up. And tell me why you did that. Why why would you want to work with them? Aren't they your competition? I used to think that until I called them. You know, I just figured it was something I would try. And then once I tried it, I go, you know what? I I think I might be onto something here. And the reason for that, I thought, was they have buyers. You know, they've been doing this for three, four years. They obviously know the market a heck of a lot better than I do. I just moved here, you know. That's what I was thinking when I you know, first moved here. Um, yeah. And I just figured, you know, what the heck? They could have a buyer's list longer than the Great Wall of China. I'm going to tap into that, you know. Uh-huh. So I would call them and just real simple, have a conversation with them over the phone and see if we can meet up for coffee. And, uh, you know, I found out pretty quickly who's – been doing this for three months or six months or who's been doing it for years you know you can kind of get a feel for that over the phone yeah pre-qualify a little bit i don't want to waste my time driving over the city for cups of coffee (laughs) even if it is free starbucks guys (laughs) but uh so yeah i found a couple guys that i thought hey these guys are they're doing deals they're obviously making money let's let's partner up with them and so we did and i i would kind of test one of them out and Send him out to a property, kind of as my acquisition manager, if you will. And the first one, okay, he wrapped it up, he closed it, and I'm going, okay, this is now my guy. I can trust this guy. He sent me my check. We're, we're in good standing. Okay, now let's really ramp this up and let's move forward and see how many of these we can do. And I started sending him out to all my properties because at that point I was still working remotely in the Bay Area and I was just sending him out as my acquisition guy. And okay, it, it worked so- out really well. Jake, what were you doing? What kind of marketing were you doing? Be more clear about that. Yeah, I mean, back to that, I was just doing the, the voice blasting. I was doing the text messaging. Um, at that point, I even started doing my own bandit signs, um, and I was doing yellow letters, 
you know. Um, and I was doing some pay-per-click. I was doing some SEO stuff too, which is always great. I highly recommend, you know, once you really tap into your market, you got to get on the SEO train. That's like free leads right there, you know, once yeah. you get it going. Um, so we were doing that. And I would just have a quick conversation with the owner of the property, kind of find out where they are, um, and just ask them open-ended questions, you know. What's your situation? What, why, why do you want to sell it? What's happening here? And uh, what's the lease you would take for your property if I came in and closed with cash in 30 days? You know, um, and at that point, once I kind of pre-qualified the lead, I would send my guy out and we would uh, wrap it up and take it from there. Now, what did you, when you were talking to these wholesalers having coffee, what were you telling them? I was like telling how- them, I was just being, you know, I tried this a couple different ways. I tried, oh, you know, I'm an investor from another area and, uh, you know, we're, we're moving in. And for the most part, I was just honest with them. I would just say, hey, listen, I'm fairly new at this. I've only been doing this a year or two. Um, and I'm looking to expand into Fresno and I want to work with you. You know, what, what can we do? And I would obviously ask him qualifying questions like, you know, how long have you been doing this? What, what kind of deals are you doing? How many deals are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Good. And so what would you propose to them? How would you propose your 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 offer or whatever you call it? I would I would basically tell them, hey, listen, I'm looking for one guy to to work with, and you know what I want to do is send you all of my deals, and we'll you know split them in half. I mean, wow, so you split it right off the bat, huh? Yeah, you know the first one I didn't. I got a little resistance from the first guy, and that's actually the guy I pretty much go to now, and. I was now like, okay, why don't we do this? In? The first one, because I figured, okay, I'm doing this remotely. I have nothing to lose. So the first one, what I did is I was like, hey, just give me 25% of whatever you take in, and we'll take it from there. So once he realized I was the real deal and I could actually produce um, and I wasn't just talking, he uh, at that point, we're now, we're now partners basically. How much were you spending on marketing? At that point, I was probably spending about 500 bucks a month maybe. On how many postcards? What I was doing, I was not doing a ton of direct mail at that point. I was only doing about 300 postcards, I think. To and what type of ones? You know, a couple hundred uh, yellow letters. Uh, absentee owners, pretty much. Just mostly. regular absentees out of state or what? I would, do abs- I would do absentee out of state mostly, and I would throw in some expired listings. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, that's uh, one way to do it is the, uh, you know, the Habsies way. Um, I've kind of adapted the uh, concept that, you know, when you're marketing for a deal, that's worth 30%. When you're contracting and negotiating and actually getting the deal under contract, that's worth 30%. And then when selling the deal, that's worth another 30%, you know, so, well, actually 33, 33 and 33, but, um, and so, you know, and people I work with, if I do that, seem to you know buy that concept. But yeah, yeah I mean, splitting is one way to do it. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, Alex, explain that a little bit more. What do you mean by that? Um, if you do marketing and you have, if you do the marketing and you pre-screen the sellers and send those leads to your acquisition guy, yes, in your other market, what are you paying him? Um, w- w- say that again. If I'm, if you you're you're investing in the marketing. Yes. And you are pre-screening the callers, the sellers yes. when they call in. And if you got a potentially good deal, you send it to your guy, your acquisition manager. Well, if that's where partners, then that's 50-50. If he is not doing any of the marketing, I'm usually at like 90-10 or 80-20. 
Okay. He's not doing any marketing. If he brings the buyer in, though, from his own resources, then he gets a little more of a bump on it. So right. you maybe pay him 33 you get 67 Yes, if, if, he, if all he did was bring the buyer in, yes. What if he – well, Jake, why don't you explain what your yeah. – explain the marketing that you do now, and uh, you're doing a lot of direct mail, a lot more, and you're doing some SEO. I want to talk more about that, but – when you get a lead that comes in, what what do you do with that? I call them as soon as possible, as soon as possible. I mean, like, you know, it goes to my Android phone, obviously. And wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, I just drop what I'm doing and call them. And uh, <laughs> a lot of them will go, wow, that was fast. <laughs> Ex- excellent. And excellent I think price. that that's really important, the speed of, of getting back to people because – you know they're on the line. They're online. They're on different websites. They're going to submit their submission to fifteen websites. You don't know. Absolutely, that's so. Fine. You need to be the first wow. guy in to at least have a conversation with them. And if they like you, I mean that's the other thing too. I, I'm. I was in customer service for a while. You know, I was working phones. I've I've done technical support as well. So I have a pretty good phone background. You know, I know how to talk to people. So. I think you that's sound like you, I would like yeah. to talk to you over at uh, Sprint or something like that. <laughs> actually, I worked My for phone's a, not working, Jake. It's not you, working. You know, actually, I worked for a technical support for um, a big tool company, Snap-on, uh, ah, for their, yeah. for their elect- electronic, you know, diagnostic equipment for repairing cars. Um, and, yeah, that's essentially what we did. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, all right, so – now you get a lead that comes in. You call them back immediately. Then what? Then I, I um, kind of feel them out, and if they're a go and they like my number, or I mean, I don't usually give them a number. I, I try and kind of feel them out and let them bring me a number. You know, ask the open-ended question of you know, well, what's the least you would take? And mm-hmm. if they give me a number that I think would make sense for the zip code they're giving me and, and the demographic, I move forward and I'll set up an appointment. Uh, and, and take it from there, usually using time driver. You know, me and my acquisition guy kind of sync up that way. Now, that's a great tool, by the way, and you guys should, listening should write that down. Time driver synchronizes with your Google calendars. And so, Jake, you're, you're setting you, – you open up time driver, and you can see not what's on your buddy's calendar, but you can see his openings, right? Yeah, that's right. And so you can go ahead and schedule while you have that seller on the phone. You can go ahead and schedule an appointment for your acquisitions guy to go sit down and meet with him. Exactly right. So I don't actually drive out to the property. By the way, there's a couple reasons I don't do that. One is because I look really young. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm amazingly good looking, but don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, wow, when I walk up to a property too. and I look like I'm 23 <laughs> or 25, they're now, not going to take you seriously. How old are you? I'm 29. I'll be 30 uh, next okay. year, next year. Yeah. Now we're going to put your picture on our website, Jake. Oh. Okay. All right. You better be good looking. That's right. You should, you should put a little button below that says "rate me." Like or unlike. Hot yeah, like or unlike. Exactly. Hot or not. Hot or not. There we go. That's what I was thinking of. Not that I care, but Alex, I don't know. <laughs> Easy, man. Come on and, now. You know, I think that's probably part of it, Alex. You, you may think maybe I'm. Uh, overpaying you know my guy or maybe i'm underpaying him i don't know but i think it's pretty fair because i don't actually go out to the property i just have a quick 20 minute conversation with the owner of the property i got you, I got you. it's all and then you know send my guy out there and i'm on to the next one you know 
There's well, here's the cool thing I like about it. Your guy, you schedule the appointment, and your guy goes and meets with that seller, right? Mm-hmm. And what does he do? What does he do? Well, he usually brings together like a, his package, you know, which is basically the lowest comparables, last 30 days, active, sold, um, and pending. He'll bring those with him, obviously, and then he'll bring a contract, and that's pretty much all he brings as far as I know. And he will talk to the seller, build some rapport, which yeah. I hate doing. Which I've already kind of done on the phone, really. Right. I mean, at Good. that point, I just go, hey, listen, I'm going to send my acquisition manager out. His name's Sam. Yo. You, you know, don't hit. like building rapport with people? <laughs> it takes too much time. I actually, You know what? I actually enjoy that. I enjoy watching people uh, start with their arms folded and then they're down and they're telling you their life story within three minutes. <laughs> you know what's interesting? You know what's interesting? You can hear that over the phone too. You can literally hear those arms unfold. <laughs> Boy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's that that right there is if you can do that, I mean, this game is easy because most people don't know how to talk to people and don't know what to say or how to say it. And they don't come across confident. They come across scared and nervous. And right there, talking with sellers, your money is made or lost. It's that yep. simple. Yep. You can and knock off another five to $10,000 on a property just by learning to talk to them. It's the old Ron Legrand adage, you know, the highest paid profession in America is flapping your freaking lips. <laughs> and it's, yeah, the highest paid professionals work the phones. Or you it's know. the most expensive and costly problem. I that's mean, true. hey, that's that's even a, a, a biblical uh, principle. The small little rudder like the tongue can yeah. either steer you to destruction or steer you to prosperity. It yep. can make you money or lose you money. Yeah, if we have any any listeners at this point, maybe I've bored them to death. I don't know, but I would suggest anybody new go get a job selling cars or some kind of stupid sales job hmm. where you're in front of people talking to people. Because if you don't know how to do that, you're not going to make it. Even if you don't sell anything and you just learn, you'll get free training. You might make the absolute yes, but Thank you, you will get free. You will get training. thousands of dollars of free training. Definitely. One of the most valuable things I did was I worked for Brinks Home Security, and they took me from a technician and made me a salesperson. And they flew me out to Dallas for a week, and I went through their whole process. I learned their eight-step sales sales funnel or sales uh, presentation, and that was. That changed me forever. Yep. And once I learned how to do that and once I learned that selling was a process and not just a, hey, I have this. Do you want to buy it? Hey, Joe, you, I think we just invented a challenge here. We should challenge somebody to get a job for a month. <laughs> for one week, they sell cars and then they quit. The next week, they sell timeshares and then they quit. The next week, they sell brinks and then they quit. <laughs> the next week, I don't know, maybe they sell donuts. I think timeshares is up there. I really think if, yeah. if you, you timeshares is way, way, way up there. I mean, I sold timeshares time over the shares, phone for oh, eight months, oh. and yeah, it's it's tough. Wow, I, I'm impressed with you guys. All that sales experience, I have none. <laughs> no sales experience, Joe. No, that's awesome, Joe. Wow. <laughs> Hey, well, on the job training, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're doing that, but then obviously, you know, when you speak at seminars and stuff like that, and I mean, you know. But hey, I can build a spreadsheet. Hey, 
There you go. <laughs> that's, that's what you need to do. You need to call the seller up and you say, hey, if you make this appointment right now, I will build you a spreadsheet that will manage your finances for you for the rest of your life. All you have to do is set the appointment right now. That's yes. great. <laughs> but, you know, um, I've been reading books lately. And, in fact, we interviewed Claude Diamond for this podcast a long time ago, and that's an interview that everybody should listen to. Uh, this guy is the sales genius. He could sell, as they say, uh, ice to an Eskimo. And so he's – I have been uh, – I'm a big fan of his stuff, and he calls it the gut sales system where um, he talks about how to talk to sellers, how to stay in control of the conversation, how to build rapport the right way without wasting your time. Because there's a delicate balance between building rapport um, just to be nice or building rapport with somebody that you know you can do business with today, right? And uh, so I would I would encourage people to check out that podcast we did with Claude Diamond. Um, his name is Claude Diamond. And uh, Google him. He's got some good stuff on sales. But I, I, I think that's a great idea, Jake. And, and if I wasn't already um, – addicted to real estate hook, line, and sinker, and the freedom that this business gives me, I would probably want to get a sales job selling copiers or something like that just to learn. I think didn't Rich Dad... Uh, copiers is so unsexy. you got to sell something. Yeah, better. you got to sell cars or something. <laughs> I don't know. How, how, how did you come up with copiers out of that? <laughs> he looks like a copier salesman, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I was, okay, listen, I was thinking of Robert Kiyosaki in his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Don't you remember he start, He got his start with his rich dad told him he should get a job with Xerox because they have the best training program in the world. Remember that? I, I don't you. know. I use Vistaprint, gotcha. dude. Vista print. <laughs> All right, so good. It's important to learn sales, obviously. I mean, because we say we're in the marketing business, but you can get your phone to ring. If you don't know what to say to sellers or how to talk to them, it's not going to do you much good. Not at all. You're going to be wasting your money on, on leads. Hmm. Maybe we should do another podcast with you guys, since you're the sales experts, on how to talk to sellers, how to build rapport, and... Uh, Talk a little bit more about that. I don't know. You been on any vacations lately, Joe? Um, no. Yeah, I, I was in San Diego recently. Um, that's actually we, the reason I was asking you is because that's why I wasn't there. I was in Cabo <laughs> drinking uh, a lot <laughs> and, and eating a lot. That sounded like a trick sales question. I thought you were going to start selling me something. <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry. I ran out of Xerox machines. <laughs> see you are good jake you gotta watch out for this guy i know he's good uh well i was i, I we took a um, we rented a motorhome uh, a few weeks ago and went camping right at the peak of the, the fall leaves and it was just gorgeous we rented a motorhome it was really nice and uh i'm the easiest sucker in the world though because as soon as i when it comes to sales guys you know at the rv place and uh I drive, we, we only got like a 34-foot one. It's it's kind of a smaller Class C motorhome. And uh, it just wasn't – it was suitable, but it wasn't big enough. And I went back and I said, show me the biggest thing you've got and tell me how much it costs. And it's only $225,000. And I didn't, I didn't buy one. But you can rent those things. And if you rent them by the month, <laughs> you, they're the same price as what this little dinky thing was that we rented for by the night. And uh, so anyway, we're talking now about 
renting one for a month and and going driving somewhere to Florida or somewhere up the coast or something crazy like that. And why did I bring that up? I don't know. Oh, a vacation. Yeah, that was my last vacation on the motorhome, Jake. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. All right. So we were talking about outsourcing this stuff, right? And you've got this guy. He meets with the sellers. He's already knows the market like the back of his hand probably, right? He's already familiar with full-time wholesaler for four plus years now. So yeah. And he knows the little tricks of the trade, you know, and he's good at it because he's been doing it a while and he can build that rapport with those sellers that, you know, maybe you're not that good at. So why not partner with somebody who is? Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure you'd be good at it yourself, Jake, but you'd rather sit at home in your underoos, right? Correct. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, that's my type of business. Yeah, you know, you just got to remember to brush your teeth, like Alex says. <laughs> hey, Alex, are you still wearing your Sesame Street pajama pants? No, right I, I have some uh, basketball shorts on, but uh, that's it. <laughs> I've got a pink robe on. My wife picked out this little number for me. Wow. I, um, I think I'll take the Sesame Street. <laughs> All right, so... You would, Jake. What are you, you wearing, Joe, right now? I'm wearing blue. <laughs> I'm wow, wearing this blue. is turning into a Victoria's Secret commercial. <laughs> oh, I'm wearing blue. Good thing we're all married to women. Yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> good women. That's Smart right. Smart women. Yeah. I got a good woman. I got a good woman. But I'm wearing blue jeans and a sweater. Enough of that. So <laughs> He had to throw it in there at the end. I just want everybody to know I'm wearing blue jeans and a sweater. And uh, so the, Does it have uh, a little reindeer on it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jake, you're, you're, uh, we're just annoying everybody on this podcast. We probably have lost everybody, and everybody is, <laughs> has unsubscribed to our podcast. Just right. like that. <laughs> yeah, just like that. That's all it the, took. The two or three that are remaining here listening to this, we still got a few more things to share with you, little nuggets. So uh, this guy, he talks to the seller, negotiates a discount. And uh, he's probably pretty good, I'm going to guess, at you know knocking another few thousand dollars off of, of the price, right? Because he goes and sees the things that need to be fixed. Exactly. Good. So he knocks a few thousand dollars off. He gets it under contract. And guess what? He already has a buyer's list. Guys that he can just call up and uh, sell the houses to, right? Yeah, exactly. And he does something pretty important. I think you mentioned, you know, I'll just go into that. Under, I call it undervaluing the property a little bit. Going out, actually pointing out the stuff that's broken, pointing out the carpet with dog pee on it or whatever, um, and actually pointing that out. Yeah. Well, that's important. And then putting and that in your list of cost of repairs. That's something that you really can't do over the phone. No, no. And that's probably the part that I'm not good at, so I'll have somebody else do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've multiple times I have – called another wholesaler in St. Louis to partner on a deal with because I wasn't familiar with the area. One time a house had too many foundational structural problems and uh, I was busy. So I called up this other wholesaler and I said, Hey, this is a great area. I gave him the address and I said, if you can find a buyer for it, I'm a little nervous about it because of the foundation issues. Um, And this guy had a lot more experience in this market that I was looking at than I did. And he had a lot more experience with rehabbing than I did. And so I said, hey, if you can bring a buyer, um, then we can split the deal 50-50. And he said, yeah, sure, no problem. He went to go look at the house, and he called me back and said, well, I have a buyer that will pay 
30000 for it. And so anything below that that you can get from the seller, that we can split 50-50. And so unfortunately on that deal, though, in particular, I could not get the seller down any farther than what they wanted to be at. But at least I knew I didn't waste any time trying to, um, you know, trying to figure it out. I just partnered with somebody who knew that specific neighborhood better than I did and those specific repairs. I think this is really cool that you can partner with other other investors like this. Um, all right, so he gets it under contract. He then, how quickly does he sell these things? He's really good at getting the right price on paper. And he'll usually sell them in, I would say a week is probably average, maybe two. Good. He's got a pretty good list, pretty good buyer's list. Um, now, you could have done, you're splitting the wholesale fee 50-50. And if you don't mind us asking, what is your average profit on a flip? Like you know, this? it really varies. Three to six grand, I would say. Three to six grand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you could obviously do it yourself and make, and make more money. Right. But you you would probably... I would I would venture to guess that you may not make more money because you would not be able to get it under the discount, the same discount that this guy would, and you would not be able to sell it as fast as this guy would. Yes, exactly right. And you know what? I'm only five foot five. Okay, this guy's tall, dark, and handsome. <laughs> okay, makes a difference. That's right. That's right. I mean, I think the important part is really finding that key person. You know, um, somebody who doesn't have a job. Somebody who's actually been wholesaling, you know, mm-hmm. for a while. Um, I think that's important. Excellent. Now, um, let's talk about some of the marketing you're doing today, Jake. You're doing mostly traditional wholesaling, you're, so you're just sending out messages that say we buy houses, right? Yes, but I'm also, I mean, I, I kind of, it's kind of an all-in-one solution, really. It's it's just the message just says, you know, I'll buy or lease your house, or we buy houses, or anything along those lines, and then I just okay. kind of try and not overthink it when they call in just ask them you know what's your situation what would you like to see happen you know what if i could rent your property for a period of time and then buy it is that something you'd be interested in or probably not mm. that's not, that question sounds familiar yeah it should <laughs> <laughs> okay so because i probably taught you that question am i gonna, am i right or did am i yeah, am I yeah. Right? it was on one of your podcasts i think or videos or yeah okay all right good good yeah. good so you you these sellers are calling you and, and you you're not just a one trick pony you don't have just one box that everybody has to fit in no i mean i would say the majority of the, the deals we do you know go through my wholesaler acquisition manager um, but we also you know we are doing lease purchases um, and i'm also i have a, a referral network of short sale agents i work with and that's again goes back to picking the right people, and essentially, you know, because I have a license, I just refer deals to them. Oh, nice. So you're also referring short sales. Yes. To, yeah. To I, other... I, I don't personally do short sales. Um, I just I have a short sale agent I work with. He's been doing them for a long time. He's really good at them. I just give them to him, and we collect a, a referral fee. What would you say your percentage of your deals are short sales? Uh, I would say probably twenty five percent. Okay. And what percent are lease purchases? Probably 25%, maybe 25 to 50, depending on what time of year it is. Interesting. And then the rest are what? Wholesales. Okay. And then how many deals on average would you do throughout the year? I know it's different at different times of the season. Yeah. You know, anywhere between, I would say one and three a month. Nice. Nice. 
And uh, so you're doing different types of marketing. You're doing direct mail, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're doing the. They're still doing the Craigslist stuff, right? Yes. And yep. you're doing um, internet marketing. Yeah. What what is it about one third of each? Would you say? I would say I'm also doing uh, signs locally. Um, yeah, I would say it's a you know maybe obviously you know a quarter each maybe. Yeah. Okay. And um, how many signs are you putting out? Are you putting them out every week? I do about forty a week. Are you doing it yourself? No. Oh. <laughs> no way. <laughs> okay, good. I, I have some? a chihuahua I like to play ball with. She loves playing fetch. I don't know what it is, but uh, I'd rather be doing that, guys. <laughs> All right. And um, so you're doing – you have somebody else doing the band. How did you find somebody – I get this question a lot. Oh, man. How did you um, find somebody else to do bandit signs for you? I mean you can find anybody to do just about anything on Craigslist. All right. Thank you. As long Next as question. it's legal. Some things not legal. <laughs> you okay. could probably. Find Are you awake over there, Alex? I was just checking, man. <laughs> there, there could be somebody on Craigslist that uh, would even play ball with your Chihuahua. That's true too, but that's something I like doing. <laughs> Maybe it's pride. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so um, bandit signs are a great idea. They work, don't they? Yeah, they do. I mean, it's you just got to be consistent with them, and yeah, they they definitely pull some leads. What do you put on your bandit signs? How do you write them up? I have actually various versions. I uh, I try and do it kind of a mix. That way they don't all look the same because I do think that people call on different types of looking signs. I have anything between I'll buy, lease your house seven days or less. We buy houses fast. Um, I also have one that says uh, avoid foreclosure. Why not throw one of those in there? Nice. Okay, and then um, do you have any issues in Fresno with sign police? Or maybe I shouldn't be asking this question. (laughs) <laughs> no comment. Okay, no comment. I'll pass on. The next question would be, uh, what kind of uh, direct mail are you? do you like to do? I like the yellow letter. I think it's really cost-effective for the return. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm on the fence, man. I think, Alex, you're a postcard fanboy, aren't you? Well, it's so much easier to send out. Pretty, what, I, you know, what I actually like to quick. do is I'll hit him with yellow letter first, and then I'll follow up on a postcard. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. On the same on the same list, you know, hit them twice. That way. I would I would recommend the reverse, man, because then you can get rid of all your trash with the cheap stuff, with the cheap postcard. Find out whose mail is coming back, and then sort those out, and then do the yellow letter. I like it. Yeah, I'll try that. Interesting. Just go to my website um, and deposit a thousand dollars, and we'll be good. Okay. <laughs> That's too much work, Done. Alex. <laughs> How about I'll fly to uh, – where are you from again? Miami or um, no, South Virgin- Beach? Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach. Where is that again? In Virginia Beach. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, in, it's in Virginia. <laughs> oh, it's East in Virginia. Coast. Thank you. Okay. I didn't know if you were in Mexico or I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know either sometimes. <laughs> All right. So you're sending um, yellow letters. Um, are you using uh, Michael Quarles? Yellowletters.com? I use a combination of those guys. We'll just, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fine. Then um, your message is real, just we buy houses, call me, right? Yeah. Anything, like I said, you know, we try and change it up. I'll buy or lease your house or we buy houses. Anything along those lines pretty much gets the phone ringing. And who are you sending them to? Expired listings, absentee owners, and out of state absentee. Good. If you don't mind asking um, about how much. Direct mail do you send per month? I try and stick around the six to eight hundred dollar a mark, a month mark. 
you know. Um, so whatever that amounts to, you know, depending on if I'm doing yellow letters or postcards, I, I don't do as many postcards. I try and do more yellow letters. Yeah. So I would say around 800 pieces a month, sometimes more. Do you think if you did more, you would do more deals? I th- I, I know I would <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it's just yeah. Well, you're 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 building up. You're you're reinvesting your profits into your marketing. I'm assuming. Definitely. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Because you know we'd we'd all love to be able to send five thousand letters a month, right? But exactly, you just can't do that. You need to build up to that. Mm-hmm. But you've got to reinvest money, your profits from your deals into marketing, and um, that's excellent. So now, but you're doing some really cool things with the internet, and uh, I've been. Uh, well, first, let me say with uh, before I forget, direct mail at the. Uh, just the other day, I was listening to somebody talk about their direct mail, and, and one of the things they do is they will send a yellow letter, send a letter, and then um, a week later, send the same letter, but they'll crumple it up, open it, and put a post-it note on there saying, hey, why did you throw me away? And I've it heard gets- of somebody doing that. I don't remember who it was, but I I've been dying to try it. I just haven't yet. The th- the trick is you got to find somebody to crumple up those letters for you unless you want to do it yourself. But right, um, you could certainly hire a mail house to do that if you're really serious about it. But that may be too much work. I don't know if it'd be worth it. But the guy was saying he 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 swears by it. He gets a lot. He gets a great response from that. And hey Joe, kinda, yeah. maybe you could build a Xerox machine that does that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> or if. It's a Xerox machine. Get a Xerox. I'll buy one of the defective Xerox machines that crumples up the paper as they're copying it, right? That's right. That's right. And I don't have to crumple it up myself. So I wonder if this person has an assistant handwriting letters for him all day and then crumpling him up or if he has actually using a company for this. You know, I don't know for sure. Um, I'm assuming he was using a company to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are companies out there that will send you know anything you want them to send. The post office, you could stick a – a postage stamp on a Kleenex box, like I'm looking at one right now, and the post office will mail it for you, right? And so there's companies out there that will mail anything, really, and uh, you could just tell them, hey, take these letters and crumple them up, open them back up again and fold them. Um, I know when we were interviewing Pete Scorus for one of our podcast interviews, remember, Alex, he, uh, he takes his – when he's building his cash buyers list, he'll send that yellow letter – to cash buyers, but he will actually crumple it up and send it. Do you remember them talking yeah. about that? Yeah, I remember that. That was a good call. Um, all right, so let's talk about, Jake, you're doing some pretty cool things on the Internet. You're doing some SEO, which is search engine optimization. So you have some websites. Um, what, are you, what are you trying to accomplish with those websites, Jake? You know, basically just get the phone ringing or, or get some kind of a, a contact submission form filled out. I've got a, a couple different tenant buyer websites, which I think are really important. You always want to be getting, uh, you know, ten, tenant buyers on your list. Right. Um, and then I've also got – so obviously those are optimized for my area. Um, and, you know, some kind of a We Buy Houses website. And if you don't want to go through all that hassle and, and deal with all of it – and I still do this also – have some company do it. There's a bunch of We Buy Houses type submission companies, Fast Home Offer, WeBuyHouses.com, uh, ZBuyer. I yeah. use uh, a few of those, and those work really well too. You pay See, more for them. You know, yeah. you'll pay by the lead or, or by a, some kind of a monthly subscription, but I find it's worth it. 
you will so you buy leads from those companies they find them and are they exclusive to your market yes okay so nobody else gets them correct I used to use House Buyer Network or Home Buyer I, Network. You know what? I didn't like them. I thought they were really expensive, but I did use them for a period of time. They are expensive. That's why I stopped. Yes. But, um, you know, and then the other service that I use, I still use them now, um, is ZBuyer. And they I have, love them. They have good leads, but sometimes I get frustrated with the quality. Yeah, I, I like them overall, kind of for what I do because, it, I don't know, it just works, but it, it's they're pretty good. Did you know they're based in Springfield, Missouri, like three hours from where I live? I didn't know that, no. I w- I've always thought they were some California t- technology company. I would say they're one of the top because they, they do so much pay-per-click. It's mm-hmm. unreal. I mean, they're on Facebook pay-per-click. They're on Google pay-per-click. I mean, they're doing really? – they're, Yeah, they're doing – type we buy houses in Google in your area and you will see them. <laughs> I think, you know, when they have a subscriber – in a certain area, they will actually do more marketing for that person in that area. Yeah, um, you know they'll they'll devote their resources if they have a marketing budget. What these companies do, guys, is if they have a marketing budget of a hundred thousand dollars per month on pay per click, they're not going to be spending all that money in all the different markets that they don't even have subscribers in. Right? They're going to be focusing it on the markets where they do have subscribers, and uh, so the you know. It's a good program. I still use ZBuyer in a couple different markets right now. They have buyer um, leads now too. I've just noticed that. they just Is that a recent ad that they've done? It's very recent, yeah. yeah. Are those – what kind of buyers? Traditional most for okay. the most part. I think there, there might even be some hard money stuff in there. But uh, yeah, for the most part, they're traditional. Now are you – we're talking about pay-per-click and that's like placing a Google ad or a Facebook ad. Yeah. Um, are, you, are you doing any of that yourself? Creating your own ads, driving them to your website. Yeah, yeah. I don't do a lot of it just because it's it's very expensive. It really is. Um, is it, and is depending it more expensive on your market, or is it more expensive or less expensive than what these national aggregator companies are doing? For my lead cost, it's actually less expensive to go with the big companies. Wow. Okay. That's what I found in my area. I don't know. Um, I've thought about trying some different sites. Maybe not Google because Google is just there's a reason they're, they're a huge company, <laughs> yeah. okay. um, but uh, I've thought about maybe trying some smaller advertising companies. That may be something I might look forward to doing. But I mainly try and do SEO because obviously, once you do it, it's paid for. The leads come in; they're free. Mm-hmm. At that point, how many leads do you say you'd get per month just from your SEO free, generic traffic? Oh, SEO free generic. Are we talking sellers? Yeah, sellers. Oh, okay. Um, not a ton, maybe ten. I would say would be a good. It's not bad. That's a good number. Um, yeah. Have you and ever that, tried placing Facebook ads for sellers? I haven't tried that. I've tried it. Yeah, I haven't tried that. I've tried it. Doesn't work very well. No, I wouldn't think so. For the the cost per lead, I think it would just be too high. It is. Lots of clicks. No yep. conversions. <laughs> yeah, I think you would. I think you'd have to get like a maybe pay a copywriter or something in the Philippines to really write some kind of an or create some kind of a graphical ad that just really pops. Something sexy. I don't know. Maybe uh, I don't know. Pamela Anderson on the front cover would maybe get the phone ringing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but uh, I, I, you know, I would say the my, the problem might have been with you, Alex, was that you did not have a good converting page. Um, 
Hey now, I used it on Google and it converted like gangbusters. Interesting. Hmm. Now, Alex, did you have them go to a Facebook page once they clicked? Because I understand that's cheaper. No, I sent them directly to um, to the squeeze page. Send them to like a maybe a custom Facebook squeeze page, and it might be cheaper that way. At least it was at one time. I don't know if it's still. Yeah, is. yeah, it definitely is a little bit cheaper, but they still got to. Um, well, I guess. I well, guess. Do, I could do you know what I mean? Them. Like basically incorporate your squeeze page <clears throat> into your Facebook custom page. The right. Same message, same page, and it might cost less. I don't know. Right, 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 right. I don't know. I I don't think it's targeted enough. You know, oh, okay. there's no way to really target it. I don't think. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can. You can say only show this ad in certain zip codes. Yeah, but that doesn't mean these people are searching for I need to sell my house. Oh, like I see. Did, did you get a ton of clicks, Alex? Yes, a lot of you clicks. Did. It was probably all my competitors. They're like, ha, we're going to get him. <laughs> hey, I've done that. <laughs> what can I say? I mean, uh, when you have six hours of free time on your hands. You clicking fraudster, you. <laughs> Everybody Google uh, Virginia Beach, we buy houses. That's right. <laughs> and then click on Alex's ads. No, they're not there anymore. I, I, I have not done any SEO or uh, I have SEO stuff, so click away. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Yep. Well, Jake, what's your favorite form of marketing? We've talked about these different kinds. I like Craigslist because it's free and there's really no risk involved. Nice. Um, you know, you could get something, but you could not get something. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's it's free. Um, I'm not personally doing. I've got a virtual assistant that does it, but mm, little I like to risk. virtual assistants. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you're doing a whole lot of work, Jake. I mean, how many hours a week do you work on, on my real estate business? Under twenty. Um, but something else I'm doing, kind of as a hobby, fun thing. I know I'm probably getting off track here, but that's fine. I started We've been off a, track all. I episode. know. I, I, it, don't yeah, worry about half it. the crowd's asleep, the other half is drunk. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I started a vending business. Really? Yeah. Um, I've got some sales reps working for me. They are getting accounts for me, and that's been going really well. Interesting. It's just kind of a it's it's almost passive income. It's not 100% passive, but it's for the most part it's passive because I don't have to stand by the vending machine while they're putting money in it. But what's cool is you're working 20 hours a week. You're working part-time and you're still doing one to three deals a month. Now, I would be maybe a little worried or concerned if you're working 40, 50, 60 hours a week in your business and only doing one to three deals. Yeah. But what's more important to you Sounds to me like your lifestyle is more important to you, doing what you want to do when you want to do it. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we just got back from Cabo. Um, we've got another trip planned to, to San Diego pretty soon. And, and I just took my first pilot's license um, training lesson about a week ago. Well, good for you. Excellent. Yeah. I'm living the life. I, f- I feel like Obama in here. <laughs> uh, does, does he make your well, – let's just not – let's not get political, uh, Alex. Oh, I just um, we, we're yeah, gonna I lose just... everybody who's left if we start making <laughs> jokes about oh, too late. <laughs> hey, listen, when it comes to he's our president, and and I'm serious now, no more joking around. Uh, we need to pray for him, and, and and I did not vote for him, but I think we should uh, pray for him because he's our president. In all seriousness, I agree. I voted for you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. I okay. voted for Gary Coleman. Oh, crap. He's not around. 
he died. That's really, really not nice. I know. All right, so I'm looking at my list of questions here, and I think I got all through all of them, Jake. Um, anything else you want to add? Oh, let's do this. This is a good question here, and we'll end with this. You know, if you were, if you had to move to, and I can say this because I lived there. If you were to lo- if you were to move to Godforsaken Bakersfield, California, and you know they call it the armpit of California for for good reason. <laughs> I'm just kidding, sort of. But I did live there. I lived there for three months in the middle of the summer, and it's a nice place. Great people, really nice people there. <laughs> but, and and uh, but it's it's a it's not. A, Okay, let's say you had to move to Reno, Nevada, and uh, you had to like start all over from scratch, and you didn't have much money. Your wife said, "See ya, I'm out of here." So you're like heartbroken, and you got to make some money, do some real estate. Uh, what would you start doing, Jake? I would immediately call all of the we buy houses signs. I I drive as I'm driving around looking for a job or what have you. I'd write down all the phone numbers for We Buy Houses signs. Uh-huh. I'd run home, and I would call all of them. Okay. So that would take care of my buyers, my cash buyers at that point. And then I would either – because you said I had little to no money, right? Yes. Okay. I would go to – I think it's 3000doorhangers.com or just Google 3000 door hangers. You can buy huh. 3000 door hangers for like nothing. It's very cheap. It's like – I don't even know. I think it's like three cents a piece. Wow. And then I would run around or pay somebody to run around hang door hangers. I think that's the cheapest way to go and fastest way. You should try post-it notes. They're easier. Post-it notes? Okay. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. do that too. Yeah, if anybody's listening, go to uh, just Google Richard Roop post, uh, post-it notes. Richard, R-O-O-P, Roop, post-it notes. And there's a company, I think it's called the discountprinter.com. And they sell Richard Roop's post-it notes. And um, they're actually really, really – they're just as cheap, if not cheaper, than these door hangers. And you can fit like you know 10,000 of them in your pocket, right, and just stick them on the doors um, so you can get through a lot more properties faster. But anyway, that's interesting. So you'd, you you'd, you'd hang door hangers. Yeah, I would hang door hangers because post-it note, maybe it would get blown off the door. Probably not, but um... – I mean, yeah, either way, one or the other. Yeah, do do something. That's what I would do. I would do something, Joe. <laughs> By the way, I think you can buy these post-it notes for like three cents. Yeah. And yeah. I found a guy in St. Louis to put them up for me for eight cents. So 11 cents, I had post-it notes. And uh, I was doing that for a while and, and um, pretty consistently, and they work well. They work probably just as good as postcards. Um, but anyway – the uh, so you you then what would you do? You'd hang door hangers. What then? What would you do? I would go to my RIA group definitely. Um, that would give me a kind of another avenue for cash buyers because you can meet a lot of actual cash buyers there, and you can also meet a lot of like-minded investors there to do deals with. Good. And then the next thing I would do, um, I would start probably doing some SEO for sellers. Okay. If you could do it yourself, great. Maybe you have a family member that knows. You know, um, WordPress and all that good stuff. Um, yeah. Now, when you mean when you say SEO, you'd start doing some blog posts. Would you do some YouTube videos? I, yeah, I would do YouTube videos definitely. Throw in a couple Facebook pages here and there. Um, yep. 
Google well, Plus pages, all that stuff. You would do the um, – you, your main keywords would be what? We Buy Houses Reno? Yeah, We Buy Houses Reno. I would really mainly focus on that, but I would probably choose you know eight or six variations of that. Okay. Sell House Fast Reno. But your Reno would always be in the name. Yeah. And probably, you know, you might want to go the other way too in Reno Real Estate Investments. Hmm. Because believe it or not, people might Google that and click on the results and maybe they have to sell. So maybe they'll call you. It's a possibility anyway. I know SEO works, man. Um, one of the yeah. things I did a couple of years ago is I created a really keyword rich um, article and I wrote an article and I put it into Backpage. And for the last four years, I've been paying for sponsored ads. You know, in Backpage, you can pay for sponsored. Joe, I, st- I know exactly which ad you're talking about and I still use it. Oh, it works fantastic. Yeah, it works great for me too. If I you Google, if you and Google, we buy houses St. Louis. Um, usually, it's up there right in the top of the generic search results. Yeah. It takes them to my my back page ad, and um, you know my phone numbers on there and websites and stuff. Yeah, thanks for that. I, I think I stole that from you. It, it, it works. It works good, and it's very. Uh, you know, you just set it and forget it. I mean, this isn't a microwave sales commercial, but. <laughs> but yeah, the. Uh, um, it, like to buy the sponsored ad, it's only twenty six dollars for six months or something like that. Yeah, it's it's ridiculously cheap, and it's cert- it ranks well in Google. Mm-hmm. Um, and Craigslist right. too. I, I do Craigslist also. Um, oh yeah. For sellers, you know, we buy houses ads on Craigslist. You can put them under the uh, um, real estate services section. You can also put them in the uh, you know apartments housing section or the uh, real estate wanted section. And you get leads from that. Occasionally, it's. I'll tell you. I'll, you know, it's worth doing it. It's not like, okay. oh my god, my phone is ringing. <laughs> right. But it, it works. It works okay. Good. Um, and what I like is, Joe, are you using the new renew feature on Craigslist? Where you can manually just renew your ad. Yeah, you don't have to sit there and repost the whole thing again. That's kind yeah, of cool. I, yeah. I st- I sometimes do that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, we gotta we gotta end this. Um, I actually have an appointment here in a couple minutes, but uh, Jake, you've been very, very generous with your time. Lots of fun. (laughs) Hopefully Alex is still awake. I'm here. I'm awake. Okay, cool, man. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll see about that. (laughs) (laughs) We know what you were doing. That's right. Just watching Oprah. (laughs) You you brought watching Oprah and going to the potty and. (laughs) <laughs> so hey, thanks. Hey, I, I can. Thank you. Thanks again, Jake, for the your gracious uh, visit with us. Yeah, I no sure problem, guys. It. Thanks for having me. It's it's been fun. Any closing thoughts, Alex? Uh, this has been a great call, uh, all about uh, sales and the process and dealing with people. And like I've said, you know, that's that's a big difference in your paycheck right there is dealing with people and learning the sales process and all that good stuff. Not, not to say that this business can be done um, or, or can't be done without that, but you know, you'll be so much better off and uh, also working with other people. And if you have another job or whatever, by taking everything else off your plate, you know, then it's, you know, it's not that big of a deal to uh, give away part of uh, or half the deal, even if, you know, if, yeah. if, 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 uh, if they warrant it. So that's the cool thing about this business it can be done so many different ways, so many different 
um, methods and and it all comes down to lifestyle design and uh, doing what you want and being happy and all that good stuff. So and it, and and obviously we've seen that on the call today. So Excellent. good stuff. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Jake. And guys, don't forget go to realestateinvestingmastery.com. Download our fast cash survival kit. Leave us a review on iTunes, please. We will read it. I promise. We will make you famous. Yeah, and I will not leave any more personal reviews on iTunes. But, Alex, I think you should. I Yeah, I probably need to leave a review, don't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jake? <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Uh, but I'm pretty sure giving yourself a good review on your podcast is kind of like giving yourself a pat on the back, right? <laughs> it is. It's like tooting your own horn, isn't it? I like oh. it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was—I really just did it to see if it would I'll let me. I'll do it for you, Joe. I won't review myself. I'll review you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, really, Joe. Next time, have some class. You could at least create like a fake username. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, but that would be cheating. Yeah, that's right. All right. Oops. Hey, thanks. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thank Take you guys. Care. Take See care. You.